Hi there, Grace Covenant Church. Such a privilege that we get to share with you this morning. We really were, we were so looking forward to spending some time with you this weekend. And now with the lockdown, we believe that this is the best we can do for the season. Thank you, Craig and Colette. Thank you, Wawa and the team. Thank you to all the leaders. Thank you for opening your hearts. Thank you for you as a church building together, staying together, staying connected. I'm excited just to have a Zoom connect with some of the leaders later today and also just been praying for you as a church, been trusting God. And I felt like the Lord just dropped a word into my heart. He said this to me for you as a church. He said, what if he wants to use this season to do supernatural, exceedingly abundantly realities? What if God wants to use this very season in your life personally and for you as a church? I believe that this, this, there's an expectation. I believe there's something of a birthing that God wants to bring about. And this is the time for us to embrace what God has gotten. So what do you do when you find yourself between the promise of God and the manifestation of that promise. What do you do when you know God has given you so many promises for you as a church? God's given you so many promises. What do you do in the in-between? What do you do after God has spoken to you and now you're trusting Him for the breakthrough? What do you do maybe if you are, uh, are a parent or you maybe have, you, you're someone that's got a business or you're someone in the workplace and you're in the in-between. You're finding yourself in a desert place. You might find yourself in a prison and some of us are literally, we are locked down right now. I, want to, I would like to go to Philippians chapter 1, verse 3 to 6. It says, every time I think of you, and this for us, is a ch- we, are, we are praying for you as a church. Paul's writing to a church in Philippi. He says, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make requests for all of you with joy. He's saying, I'm making requests with joy. Now, this is our prayer. Marie and my prayer. Even City on Hill, I'm going to get, we're getting a few guys to pray for this weekend. This is our prayer for you. He says, for you have been my partners in spreading the good news another translation would say the gospel, about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue His work until it is finished, finally finished, on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Now listen to Paul. Paul is finding himself in prison, and he is encouraging people that are not in prison. Paul's finding himself in limitation but he's not limited in his limitation. Paul is finding himself in a place where he might be in despair. He might find himself in discouragement. But what does he do? He encourages others. He's in a place where he needs prayer. And what does he do? He's praying for others. Grace Cove, I believe that just as we are praying for you, while we might be in a semi-lockdown, and really it's level four right now, we want to pray for you that as you are facing some limitations, may, there, may a shift take place today where you could focus on your Jesus, that you could be a blessing to others, even though there might be limitations. I'm amazed at how Paul says there's a partnership in the gospel that's beyond geographical limitations, a partnership in the gospel that's beyond being in the same room together. Now, some people are saying, yeah, we don't need to be in church. We are the church. I'm here to say to you, it's both and. It's connect, gathered, and the church on mission together. And I believe that even though in this time, even though you might find yourself stuck or you might find yourself limited you don't have to find you don't do not have to make that your destination you know the israelites saw saw literally they 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 saw the promise of the promised land they 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 literally they, they had an opportunity god said to them i'm going to bring you into a great place but what did they do they first had to go through a desert and sadly, the first generation, because they struggled to trust God, because they looked at the circumstances, because they looked at the giants and they did not look at the promises of God, guess what happened? The first generation made their desert their destination. But I believe that the second generation 
made their desert, not their, des- uh, their, their destination, but they made the, their desert their stepping stone. And I believe sometimes the enemy would come, come and bring some limitations to us. Sometimes there's these challenges, and I've experienced this in my own life, where often the hardest things that come my way often turn out to become the greatest blessings in my life. And I'm, I'm here to say to you, may your desert not be your destination, but could your desert become your place of declaration? Could your prison become your platform to, to proclaim the glories of God, to proclaim the goodness of God? I want to ask you, could you use this season to take up your microphone? I've got a microphone right here in my hand. Could you take up your microphone and could you amplify the gospel of Jesus Christ in your family? Could you amplify the, 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 the testimony of Jesus Christ and what he's done in your life among your friends and among those that work with you in this very, very time? I believe that this is an opportunity for the church. Even though it's challenging, it's an opportunity for the church, not only corporately, but also individually. I believe that we can either use and choose to see our deserts and these times of stretching and challenge and times of of, of not having enough and times of discomfort and times of disappointment. We can either use that and and make that our our life, make that our destination where we say, well, this is just me. I, I just, there's no hope. There's no future. I'm just feeling, I can see there's not enough money coming in. I can see there's challenges in our country. The whole world is in turmoil. I can either make that the tone of my life. I can either make that the place where I reside or I can choose to not make that my disappointment but rather see this as a reappointment. See this as a reappointment to say, I could now, I've got a message to share. You know what happens with Paul? Paul's prison became his platform. Paul chose to speak from prison. He chose to use the very limitation that was put on him. And guess what he did? He went viral, as we know it. He went viral. He started sharing the goodness of God. He started encouraging people. He prayed for people. He gave God thanks for people. He found his joy in the Lord in those times. Now, this is the same Paul that in Acts chapter 16, with Silas, what happened? With, when he was in, in prison in Silas, he's writing to a church, the church in Philippi. He's writing to them from prison, but his very first breakthrough literally happened in Philippi in Acts chapter 16 they were in a Philippian jail and there was a Philippian jailer that gave his life to Christ they were in a jail in a prison in Philippi watch this watch this why because they literally found themselves in a place of being shackled in a place of being bound but what I found is this is if people lock you up and if they put chains the picture God gave me they put chains around you no matter how many chains they put around me they cannot lock up my mouth they might be able to limit my movement they might be able to limit where i can go and what i can do but they cannot limit what i can say and i've learned this is that what we say in this time is so important and what paul does is he decides to use his prison as a platform he decides to use his prison as a platform now sadly in acts chapter 16 we know in acts chapter 16 there was a miraculous breakthrough when they praised god when they worshiped god at midnight paul and silas the shackles fell off and and the, and the prison was opened and they literally experienced breakthrough now paul's finding himself in prison and he's not getting a quick fix now what do you do when there's not a quick fix because I think sometimes all we want to preach in times like these is, is God's going to come for us, through for us quickly. I believe God is coming through for us. And I do, do believe that God's doing miracles. 
But what happens if there's a little bit of a delay? What happens if it doesn't happen exactly the way we would want it to happen? Now that Paul finds himself in a delayed season, a season where the, where the lockdown limitations are prolonged, what do we do in those times? <laughs> I believe that it makes you think of Joseph. Joseph found himself in prison as well. And uh, he, was, he, was, he was locked up in prison innocently. He, uh, he did nothing to deserve it. And you might say, but Mark, I did nothing to deserve it. But now my company's closed and they're not paying us salaries. I did nothing to deserve it. But now my, my, my business is closed and I can't pay the salaries. I did nothing to deserve it. But now I'm a mom and I'm the teacher of my kids. And Mark, I'm finding myself in prison because this does feel like it's a prison right now. You might say, but I'm stuck. I, may, I might be forgotten. You might feel like you've been forgotten. This is Joseph's reality. He found himself in prison innocently and he was forgotten there. You know what happens with Joseph? He had one of two choices. He could either make the prison his place of destination or he could use the prison as a place of proclamation. He could use the prison as a place of proclamation. And so Joseph, instead of sulking and instead of saying well woe is me joseph then decides to embrace the purposes of god he decides to embrace the plans of god he decides to embrace god's heart in the middle of his prison guess what he what he does he works on other people's dreams while he's trusting god for his own dreams because joseph had dreams joseph's dreams was that he's going to become a real a, a really a ruler and and his family's going to bow down before him god's going to give him profile god's going to give him authority god gave him promises but joseph was not yet living in that he was actually living in the opposite but while he's living in the opposite he's giving other people what he would want given to him he's working on other people's dreams while he finds himself in prison. And I'm, I'm here to say to you today that maybe you might find yourself trusting God for some promises, trusting God for some miracles. And you might be a leader in this church and you say, but Mark, one day I'm going to lead a church. Or you might find yourself that, that, that you've, you wanna, you, you're in a business, but one day God wants you to lead a business. You might find yourself in a place where you, where you are a child in your parents' home and one day you're going to have your own home. I could I ask you today, to do what Joseph did while he found himself in that limitation, while he found, found himself in, in prison, while he, while he found himself in a place of despair, in a place of being forgotten. You know what he did? He worked on other people's dreams. He gave others what he desperately wanted others to give to him. He gave others what he desperately needed himself. And it says this in verse 7 of Philippians chapter 1. It says, So it is right that I should feel as I do about all of you. Paul's writing, he says, For you have a special place in my heart. You share with me the special favor of God. He's saying, I'm extremely favored, and you are sharing with me the favor of God. And Grace Cove, even though you aren't maybe connected right now in, you, uh, in the same building, you are still connected in heart. You are still connected in the gospel. You are still connected in mission. And guess what happens? Is he's saying, you're sharing this special favor. It's special favor. What is that special favor? He says, this special favor is to release and speak the gospel, to release the gospel of Jesus Christ, to release the good news of Jesus Christ. He's saying, both in my imprisonment and in defending and confirming the truth of the good news. God knows how much I love you and long for you with tender compassion the tender compassion of Christ. Listen to this. Paul is saying, he's saying, friends, this is a special favor. Now I'm thinking, Mark, you might say, but Mark, you don't understand. 
it's it's not a special favor to be in limitation like this i can't go anywhere i'm, I'm struggling it's difficult i'm i feel imprisoned i'm feeling challenged there's shortage there's lack there's not enough we're facing a bit of a famine what about this i'm here to say to you that there is a special favor because god has got the ability to bring beauty out of ashes. He's got the ability to turn our mourning into dancing. He's got the ability to literally exchange. This is amazing exchange that happens when we spend time in his presence. Now you might say, but Mark, I'm a mom and I've got kids and you don't understand my limitations. I'm here to say to you that while your kids are small and while you are maybe doing their schoolwork right now, I'm here to say that God is saying there's a special favor on you. Could you access that special favor? Grace Cove Moms. I'm going to say employees there might be some limitations upon you right now there's special favor could you access the special favor of god there might be some debt and you might face be facing some shackles of debt and some limitation when it comes to your income right now could you find the special favor of god and the release of the gospel of jesus christ in this time there might be some unforgiveness because someone hurt you and you might be have been struggling with unforgiveness could you find the special favor of God, Could you find a, the special favor of God and the, the opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus Christ by releasing that person and by extending forgiveness and by giving what you most desperately need, giving people forgiveness, giving them kindness, even though you don't feel they deserve it. You might find yourself in limitation of sickness, say physical illness. You might find literally the challenge of physical illness. I want to ask you, could you find the special favor of God in that limitation? And could you use that as a platform? Could you use that as your microphone to share the goodness of God with others? You know, Marie, Marie, my wife, as you guys know, uh, we have three kids. And when our second one was born, Almanay, uh, Marie was really depressed. Uh, I, I'll never forget this. I remember coming home so often um, from, from the church office. We were in Johannesburg. We were at Lighthouse to the Nation's Church. And I remember just feeling so, so challenged because I would see my wife crying. I would see her weeping every day. I would feel discouraged. She was discouraged. And she literally found herself in a prison. She found tied up. She couldn't go anywhere. The little baby was there. Almanay was quite, quite uh, busy and screaming quite a lot. And it, was, it, wasn't an easy, it wasn't an easy season at all. We were in a brand new house. We were in a city. We did not, it, it, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. And I remember Marie being stuck in our home and crying and saying she's got no purpose she's got no hope she's got no future and i literally remember one day lovingly saying to my wife that it's time to take her eyes off herself and to put her eyes on the mission of god and the plans of god i'll never forget this i told her get out of that bath because she was sitting in the bath and i spoke to her i said and go and give some poor people food right now I said, go and give someone something. Go and be a blessing to someone. I said, use this very prison as a platform. I said, take up your microphone. Obviously, I didn't use those words, but this is what it meant. I said, I said, you better go and be a blessing. You better go and give something to someone. Go and live beyond yourself. Live a life that's bigger than you. Don't find yourself caught up in the lies of the enemy and the smallness of this little life. And then it's, for what happened was... is. Um, Marie then decided to gather a few ladies and, and on Fridays they started this thing called Isaiah 58, which what they did is, is there were about 80 men uh, sitting outside of our church office and what these 80 men did is they, they would wait for jobs, but often 
they would sit there the whole day and no one would pick them up. So they would be workless, uh, guys that don't have work, but they're trusting for peace jobs. And so she said, well, on Fridays what they'll do is they'll get some sponsorships and they got some people to put some food together. And what they did is, Lighthouse to the Nations Church obviously gave the bulk of it. What they did is they cooked a meal for these guys and they would give 80 people a meal and they would preach the gospel to them for 10 minutes and minister to them every single Friday. And you know what happened? I saw my wife literally change in front of my eyes because she went from putting her eyes on herself and her small little life to enlarging her vision to seeing that there's 80 other men that she could be a part of Jesus' blessing. She was part of Jesus' works. She could see Jesus do a miracle in their lives. And that's my prayer for you today. My prayer is that even if you find yourself in a place of despair, or might you, you might find yourself in a place of challenge or a place of anxiety or a place of, of caution and, or even a place of just longing for wisdom, saying, God, I don't know what to do. I'm here to say to you that this is the time for us to take hold of what Jesus is doing. And um, for me, what really, really matters, and Paul speaks about that, what really matters is that we become more like Jesus in this season, that the character of Christ is formed in us. Paul writes this in verse 12 of Philippians 1. He says, And I want you to know, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything, can you say everything? I know you're in your home. Can you say the word everything? He says, that everything that has happened to me has helped spread the good news. Everything. Paul saying, everything that has happened. I mean, he was beaten. He was shipwrecked. Man, this guy was rejected. He was imprisoned. And he's saying, everything that's happened to me has helped for the spreading of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I've got faith that this season of what we are facing right now, and even for us as churches, and even for you in your personal life, I've got faith that everything that's happening to us, God is going to use it powerfully. Could it be that the very challenge that you're experiencing right now could become the greatest blessing in your life? Listen to what Paul writes. He says in verse 13, he says, For everyone here, including the whole palace, God, knows that I'm in chains because of Christ. So now he's testifying to those that are there around him. He's not, he's not getting all sulky and kind of inward focused. He's saying, how can I be a blessing? Then he says this in verse 14. He says, and because of my imprisonment, most of the believers here have gained confidence and boldly speak God's message without fear. Watch this. He's saying, my testimony and what God has done in my life is not only doing good in me, but it's also giving other people confidence. And I would like to encourage us as believers today, could you embrace the season in such a way that this could give other people confidence? That, that your experience and your testimony of Jesus Christ could give other people confidence. You might find yourself in a season where you are lacking confidence. I want to ask you to immerse yourself in the gospel. I want to ask you to connect with other believers. I want to ask you to connect with your church family. And this is the time where we need to be able to encourage one another. There where we lack courage. Now I want to tell you a personal testimony of what happened. The way God explained this to me. This is a powerful, there's a four, 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 four points that I'd like to share. Just on what God did with me. I ran a marathon last year. And when I ran this marathon, it was a 42.2 kilometer uh, race. As you guys know, marathon is... And a marathon is an amazing thing because you, you kind of like, literally, you just get to the end of yourself and then you need some miracles to happen. And so I was, I, I, I remember running and I had my worship music on and I was going for it and I was just enjoying myself and, and, and literally in the middle of 
of the marathon, I, I, I would say we were about 20 k's inside, another 22 kilometers to go. I was 20 k's in, and literally the pain started really coming into my legs. And as you know, I don't know about you, but 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 it can be ex, ex, it can be extreme. The pain can be extreme, and and literally I started feeling the pain so badly that I thought I was gonna I wasn't gonna make it. I thought I was gonna stop, and I started seeing literally the marathon. There was a piece in the marathon where. For a few kilometers, you ran this way, and then people were turning around at the, the, the front, and they ran back. So there were guys that were ahead of me, but they were already running back towards the city where, where the finish line was. And so while I was running, I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, Mark, if, you've got, if you need encouragement, now's the time to give encouragement. <laughs> and God said to me, he said to me, now you need to look for a way to bless someone. Look for a way to give something and what i've learned is is we need to give out of the place of need so if you've got a need look for people that you can bless look for ways to get your eyes off yourself and your eyes off your pain and so i was facing pain so badly and people started coming past me and you know what happened i started saying to the next person hey well done well done you're doing good keep it up keep it up and then the guy was like whoa why do you say that i mean no one does this i mean friends this is unheard of when you run you you keep all your energy for yourself so speaking also takes energy. So I was running and I say, hey, well done, well done, keep it up, keep it up. And the people were like, okay. And I said, hey, well done. And it was like, I mean, by the 20th person that I was saying, keep it up, well done, you're looking great, you're doing good. You will not believe what happened to me. I experienced literally how I found a strengthening come over my legs. Now you must say, but Mark, how did that happen? <laughs> what happened to me was I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit so powerfully that literally what happened was, as I experienced His presence, I experienced, it felt like the Holy Spirit was rubbing my legs with deep heat. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know if it's ever going to happen to me again, but it happened to me this day. What happened was, he, <laughs> he rubbed my legs. It, was like, it felt like the Holy Spirit was giving me comfort in the middle of that time. He was giving me comfort. And I'm, I'm wanting to ask, encourage us, is that as we comfort others, we get comfort. The Bible says, he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. And I experienced the Holy Spirit minister to me in that time when I was just encouraging others. And then he came and he gave me strength. And I could not believe what was happening to my legs. I was like, what? This is like, what? I was like, yo! This is, I mean, like, wow! It was like, I was like, wow, Lord! Then I started praising him, right? So now, what I learned was, I learned... That the best, best thing to do when you find yourself in pain is to praise Him in your pain. The best thing to do when you find yourself um, in a place where you need a breakthrough is to give Him worship and to praise Him. But I mean, and then, right after that, I started experiencing the pain left. And my, my, my legs became so warm that I just kept, I felt like, great. I mean, I felt strong. And I learned this, is that when you work on other people's dreams, God works on your dreams. That's, how jo that's what Joseph experienced. When you encourage others, God encourages you. When you give out of your relationship with Him, guess what happens? He fills you up. You start experiencing overflow and abundance. And so what happened to me is right after that, we, I did about, I mean, like I said, it was about 22 Ks to go. I did about 16 kilometers then, no pain. But the last six kilometers, I had a mental block because previous marathons, I would really struggle the last six kilometers. And so the last six kilometers, the pain came back extremely. It was so bad that I thought, whoa, I'm not going to be able to make this. And so what happened was I started walking because now you're like, 
And, you know, you start walking stiff like this and then you start seeing people come to p- past you, you know. Now I'm like, oh, it's fine. The first guy passes me, the second guy passes me, and then a lady passes me. And I'm thinking, yo, I can't even run faster than ladies. It's not a good thing. So uh, when the lady passed me, I was like, yeah, Lord, I need to keep up with these people. So I started keeping up with them, but I, I felt the pain. I felt the pain. You know what I did? I could not keep myself going out of myself. I, I tried. I really tried. I mean, I, I did the encouragement, I, but in myself, I could not do it. And you know what I did? I found a guy that was running in front of me, and I decided to watch his legs because my legs were distracting me from the race, but his legs were moving. And so I learned this. I learned that when, you face, when you're facing a, a challenge, when you're facing pain, what you need to do is you need to take your eyes off yourself, and you need to find, put your eyes on Jesus, number one, like I did, worship him. Number two, give what you need, yes. But then thirdly, I want to say this, surround yourself with people that can help you keep the pace. Surround yourself with pace setters around you. That's why we have, we have small groups. That's why we have times when we connect with one another. That's why we have a church. That's why we connected with other believers. Why? Because sometimes I get too tired to run. Sometimes I don't have the pace. And so I need to keep my eyes on others. And God can use them to encourage me. God can use them to set the pace for me. And then the last thing I did is I'm doing it right now. Is I'm testifying what happened to me in that, in that time. I'm testifying. And so I want to ask you today, don't waste the season. I want to ask you, the, the, biggest thing, the biggest mistake we can make is we could, we could go through this pain and it doesn't bless anyone. The biggest mistake we can make is we can experience breakthrough, we can experience victory, but we're not helping anyone. I want to ask you, take up your microphone today. Sons and daughters of God, take up your microphone today. Could you take up your microphone and say, Lord, I know in myself, I don't have enough, but I'm going to worship you. I'm going to look for people that I can bless. I'm, Lord, I'm not going to do this alone. I'm going to do this with others. They're going to help me with a pace. And then I'm not going to waste it. I'm going to tell my story. I'm going to share my testimony. And so I want to ask you, could it be that this very time, this very challenging time that you're experiencing right now, could this become one of the greatest blessings, the greatest seasons of your life? Could you see God bring something beautiful out of this challenge like it says in Romans 8 28 it says it says that God works all things together for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose God works all these things together now you might say all things together how does God do that well have you ever baked a cake think about baking a cake I mean when you put eggs in you put baking powder in you put a whole lot of ingredients in and you're like I wouldn't, I wouldn't eat flour just like that I wouldn't eat baking powder I wouldn't just eat eggs I know people have been drinking eggs I wouldn't do that Separately I won't, but when they're together, makes an amazing cake. God can use these seasons. He can use these tough times when He works them together. He says He works all things together for the good of those who love Him and who are called according to His purpose. My prayer for you, Grace Cove, each, every man and woman, right there where you're seated, is that you would see God take this season, work it together for your good and for His glory. That you would see how God uses this very time, this very prison, to unlock something of a platform in your life. That this desert season will become your declaration. That the stumbling stones that have come against you will become the stepping stones into more of what God's got for you. This is really my prayer. And I feel like this just, just prophetically, I want to just release um, something of this. Really, I want to speak into the, the mothers and the fathers of the church, the, the guys that have children right now. And I want to say this is that God is giving you an opportunity, moms and dads. He's giving you an opportunity to speak into them. Take up your microphone 
Now you can speak into the hearts of your children like never before. Mothers and, mothers and fathers, take up the microphone. Husbands and wives, take up the microphone, speak into each other's lives. Owners of businesses, empl- employers, people that are leading in companies, take up your microphone. People need hope right now. They need faith. They need vision. They need love. They need care. They need kindness. Take up your microphone. Employees, now's your time to encourage one another. Let's not do this alone. Let's do this together because God works all things together for the good of those who love Him and who are called according to His purpose. Bless you, praying for you, knowing that God is going to do great things with you as a church and with you as an individual. Let's just take some time. Could I pray for us? Lord, right now, I want to pray for every single man and woman watching this, Lord. I pray that none of us, none of us, would lose sight of what you want to do. That we would embrace this amazing work that you're wanting to bring about. That we would embrace your grace in this season. And Lord, I pray that we'll take up the microphone and we'll declare what you want us to declare. That this will become a gospel opportunity for each and every one of us. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Wow, thanks Mark. That was